Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. Thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, I want to come back and share some things that uh, I started to share last week. I really feel like that I needed to make some special programs during this time that we're in this pandemic. And once again, I shared one last week uh, that I think will help give a lot of answers. Uh, and let me, let me say quickly before I even get into what I want to say this week is that if you would like to go back and listen to what I said last week, because what I talked about was the difference between uh, being under an old covenant way of thinking concerning these things or a new covenant way of thinking. And that, that program will be archived on YouTube so that you could watch it. Again, if you'd like to, this whole series will be archived on YouTube. You can go watch it at your leisure. The easiest way to do that is to go to my website, and that's on the screen. And there's a direct link there from uh, there to our YouTube channel and as well to our uh, podcast and to the RSS feed for your Android device. Don't want to take a long time to talk about that today. But one of the things that we began to share with you last week was that all through the scriptures there were times when they were quarantined. And last week I specifically talked about during the Feast of Passover. Now, let me say again, I, I, I don't think it's an accident that the season that all of this pandemic seemed to come into was right in the middle of the Feast of Passover. And the Lord began to give me, give me some instruction for the people. And He said to me, tell them to go in the house in the night, shut the door. If that's not a picture of quarantine, I don't know what it is. But He said, I want you to go inside your house, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to apply the blood to the doorpost of your house. And then I want you to take that lamb in the house and eat it in the night, roast with fire, eat the head, the legs, and the pertinence thereof. Let nothing of it remain, he said, till the morrow. And if the lamb be too much for you, share it with your neighbor. And he said, when the destroyer comes through the land, he said, I will not suffer the destroyer to enter your house. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. It was a season of Passover. The reason I believe we are not in and under the judgment of God is because we've applied the blood of Jesus and from, uh, from, from, from the cross on we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And I shared that with you last week, how that Jesus was made a curse for us so we're not under the curse of the law. It is impossible for God to hold our sins and iniquities against us as believers because the Scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews, this is the tenets of the new covenant. I will be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Another Scripture says where there is no law, there is no transgression. You cannot prosecute someone on a law that is no longer in force. There is therefore now no condemnation. The word condemnation there means to pass a death sentence upon to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Now, let me go on and just reiterate this a little bit, because he told them, go in the house in the night, and in the night season, when you're in your night season, I'm, there's probably people watching me right now, especially if you've been stuck at home. I don't know if they've released it for, for people to go back to work yet, or the social distancing thing is over. I'm, I'm sure that this virus is not going away just like that, unless we get a real miracle from God. But the reality of it is, if you're sitting watching this uh, today, you probably feel like you are in the night season. I would ask you then, what are you feeding on? Are you feeding on the lamb, or are you feeding on the news media? Now, if you sit and watch that all day long, you're going to have every kind of theory you can imagine. And if you're like me, and you have Facebook, and people start, I have been so inundated with questions that I decided, that's why I decided to do some of these things. I've done more Zoom calls and Facebook Lives uh, than I've ever done before, because leaders and, and people are reaching out to me all over the world saying, what do you think is happening? What I think is happening is we need to go inside the house. Listen, I, I, we could get into all kind of speculation about what is happening. And I mean, I have heard everything from, you know, this is, this is a government conspiracy to the vaccine's going to have the mark of the beast. And I might even address some of that in my next segment. Matter of fact, I probably will. But what I want you to see is the instruction the Lord gave me is the same that He always gives us. In the night, go in your house, put the blood on the doorpost of the house, take the lamb inside the house, and feed on the lamb. What's that mean? That means feed on the finished work of Jesus Christ. As I shared in the last, uh, last week's program, I said this will draw a line in the sand as to whether or not you're a Levitical priest serving up the same old fear and, 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 and sin consciousness of an old covenant, or you are Melchizedek priesthood and you are serving the elements of communion, which is the bread and wine of the new covenant. It is what the elements on the table of the new covenant was described at when Jesus said the night before his decease, when they sat at the table of the Passover during the most incredible upheaval of human history in the first century, they're standing there when I mean, you talk about chaos everywhere. Chaos is everywhere. Uh, they're being persecuted. They're threatening to kill Jesus. But what does he do? He sets a table before his disciples right in the presence of their enemies. And he said, let's eat. Hallelujah. You say, what are you saying, Dr. House? I'm telling you, it is time to feed on lamb. As a matter of fact, I, th listen, this, is, this applies anytime for anything you are going through in your life. I mean, sometimes I think sometimes we get, a, we get a, a bad report from the doctor, and instead of going to the table of the Lord in our night season and feeding on what did Jesus do for me, and as the work of Calvary that would remedy the problem I'm in, the first thing we do is not turn to the Word or not turn to feeding on lamb. We turn to WebMD and find out what our next symptom is going to be. And then that fuels the fear within us. And the first thing you know, man, we think we're going to die in two or three days. And you know, my, my daughter 
uh, is a doctor. I have one, I have one of my, not my daughter, my daughter-in-law is a doctor, and my other daughter-in-law is a chiropractor. Both of them are on the front lines of this health crisis, and we honor and appreciate what they're doing, and we, we're, we're thankful for them. Uh, but my daughter-in-law, who is a doctor, said, the worst patience I have is somebody who's been on WebMD for 10 minutes, and they're going to tell me that the pimple in their face they think is cancer, when I've been in school for most of my, for 30-something years, and they don't have cancer, they've got a pimple. But because they fuel that fear, we feed on the wrong thing. My word to you today is what are you feeding on and you could go and listen and the more you read the conspiracy theories and the more you go through some of the stuff i get in inbox i shake my head and say surely you know better than this and you know so what are you feeding on that's the question i would say to you but secondly i want to point to the fact that while they were in that uh literally isolation of the passover in egypt the night before uh, the, the, the night before they were about to leave Egypt, God told them feed on the lamb. But when they came out of Egypt, the, when, when they came out, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. But when they came out of the quarantine, if you will, or, or the lockdown, they came out and headed towards the promised land. Let me say to you prophetically, we are going to come out of this. And where we are headed is not to more doom and despair and destruction. We are headed, I believe, to be the salt and light in the earth, and we are going to see the kingdom of God expand on an incredible level. And I really believe it is bigger than revival. I believe it is a great awakening to the new covenant realities because I think what's going to happen once again is that a lot of prophecies of doom and despair are going to fail for the 100th time and we're going to start stop paying attention to old covenant prophets and start turning our ear to the new covenant. Now I'm not saying there's not some very real problems in our world, but what I am saying is is that it's almost like we have let the you know it's like uh, you know we think it's going we think our house is going to fall apart and and uh, so we don't do any maintenance on it we don't do any work and so I think that's how we've been uh, with uh, some of this old covenant prophecies we prophesied doom despair so much that who wants to fix the brass on a sinking ship but then all of a sudden you begin to realize wait a minute. I'm still living in this house. Maybe I need to mow my lawn. Maybe I need to fix the roof. I believe what's going to happen is that the church is going to begin to emerge. Just like you see happening all over the world, as the salt and the light that we're supposed to be in a city set on a hill that cannot be hid, the church has left the building, but they have not left the earth. I probably have reached more people from my living room than I reach preaching to people face to face and even new methods and ways of doing things. We're doing webinars and all sorts of things right now that are reaching lots and lots of people. But not just me, you as a person reaching out to your neighbor, those who are, 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 are providing stuff for our health care workers, those who are caring for the elderly in this hour, those who are providing food, and those who are sharing finances and those who are caring for people in this time of crises, 
That, ladies and gentlemen, is an act of God, not the crises. I so appreciated our president. No matter what you think about him, I'm not going to be political. I heard him say on the news, this is not an act of God. I about jumped up out of my chair and said, amen, this is not an act of God. God is not out to judge us. He's out to save us. If you have an old covenant mindset, you're always looking for destruction and, 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 and catastrophic events, and, and, and you're looking for uh, fulfillment of the book of Revelation. I'm going to get into that here in a week or so in one of these segments. But this particular one, I wanted to talk about a little bit of the glorious expectations you can have as we begin to come out of this, if you will, lockdown and, 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 and this quarantine, that I started seeing several places in the Scripture where they were locked in for a season, and one I've already shared with you, and that's at the Passover. They left there after it was over, spoiling the Egyptians with hundreds of years of back pay. I believe things are going to shift towards the positive. It's going to be an eye-opening season for a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff is going to be exposed, but we are headed somewhere, folks. We're headed to, we're headed to a land that flows with milk and honey. We're headed, to, uh, we're, we're headed to our promised land, and the promised land in the New Covenant is not a piece of real estate. It is rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We're going to find people finding their confidence and faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ like never before, and it's going to be bigger than revival. It's going to be a great awakening. But I also begin to see other patterns in the Scripture. I was reminded of Noah, whom God told him, get in the boat. I want you to see this. In the Old Covenant, God cleansed the earth with a flood. In the New Covenant, He cleanses the earth with His blood. Hallelujah. Man, I think that's good stuff right there. He did it with a flood. In the Old Covenant, in the New Covenant, He does it with His blood. But He says this to Noah. He said, take your family and go inside the ark and shut the door. Does that sound like the season we're in right now? You went into your house, you've taken your family with you, and you've shut the door. But long before you ever took them into that ark, God said to Noah, build something redemptive. Build something redemptive. I would say to you, are you building something redemptive? A vehicle that can carry you through the storms of life, a vehicle that can carry you through the floods, a, a, a vehicle that can carry you through the catastrophes that we pass through. Let me tell you something. He built an ark to the saving of his house, and right now I think there might be some good things that's happening in houses as we are probably turning back to having actually dinner together, and we are turning back to fellowship, and we're turning back to the Word of God, and we're searching the Scriptures, and we're searching Facebook, and we're searching the channels to find answers for where we're at in this season. But Noah built something redemptive, and then he was shut in. And to me, you've, you've heard me talk about the ark a lot of times, but the ark is a picture of Jesus Christ. He is our ark of safety. He is the ark that carries us out of an old world dominated by sin and into the new world. It's not an accident that when he says, Thou shalt build an ark of Shittim with it. If you're going to build something redemptive, you're going to have to involve a tree. That tree to me speaks of Calvary's cross where Jesus took all the curses and nailed it to the tree. And what Noah pictures to me is not the fact that Noah escaped the judgment of God. It was the fact that Noah was inside of the thing that the judgment fell on so that he didn't escape. 
He got everything he deserved when he was in the ark. What are you saying, Brother House? I'm saying you and I were in Christ just like Noah was in the ark when Jesus was on Calvary's tree. God drew into himself all of man and all of humanity and all of judgment, and he reconciled us to himself on the death of that cross. We didn't escape anything. We got everything we deserved when he was crucified. We were in the thing that the judgment fell on, just like when they were in Egypt again, and they put the blood on the doorpost of the house. The blood on the doorpost did not say to the death angel, this house escapes. The blood on the doorpost said to the death angel, there has already been a death exacted here. The death of the lamb was the death of the firstborn. That's why we're not under the judgment of God, is because we were already in Christ when God poured out all, when Jesus took all of the judgment on himself and reconciled us to God. And then he goes on to say concerning the ark of Noah, <clears throat> excuse me, and thou shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. The Hebrew word for pitch it there, thou shalt pitch it within and without with pitch, is the Hebrew word, I believe it is kephar. That word is translated in other places in the Old Testament as the word atonement. So let me say it like this. We got in a boat called Christ. We were sealed in. We're still sealed. We were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. We received it when we received the earnest of our inheritance, the indwelling Spirit of God. We were sealed, but the blood of Jesus, the atoning blood of Jesus, is what seals out the world and it seals us in to the ark of God. But what's incredible to me is that after that ark comes, and it's really amazing to me once again that the ark takes off during the feast of Passover and it lands in the seventh month, the 21st day of the month during the feast of Tabernacles. Those are not accidental things. And they land, watch this, on a mountain called Ararat. The word Ararat means the curse has been reversed. Hallelujah. And he gets off of the boat, he comes out of quarantine into a brand new world, and God renewed the, the dominion mandate that he gave in the book of Genesis. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion. God does not have plan B. He has plan A. Jesus, of course, is the fulfillment of the Ark of Noah in the New Covenant because He's the Ark of Safety. And when we are in Christ and there is an emerging of a people who are in Him and flow through Him and out of Him, He renews the dominion mandate. In other words, I believe we are coming out of this with a renewed manifestation of the church with a dominion mandate to have dominion subdue the earth. It's not an accident that two birds fly through the Scriptures after they're released from the ark. <clears throat> One of them flies all the way through the Scriptures, lands in the book of Revelation, where Babylon has become the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. But the dove only has to fly to the book of Matthew, where it finds Jesus, the real ark of God, coming up out of the water of baptism. And the dove lands on him, he is the olive branch, and He is the new world. Uh, we're going to begin to walk in a new world, all right, but we're going to learn how to walk in Christ as we emerge 
out of this crisis and we emerge out of this quarantine. I am believing God for a manifestation. The church has left the building, but they've not left the earth. And the kingdom of God is still alive and well on planet earth. And I believe there's a people that are emerging. I think of another place where Joseph, a great picture again, was incarcerated. He was shut up in prison. He'd been sold by his brothers. He'd been sold at the house of Potiphar. And now he's in the prison house. But when, if you will, the lockdown was over, he came out of the prison house and was exalted to the ruler of Egypt with hallelujah, the ability to distribute the corn of Egypt. I'm telling you that we're coming up out of this thing and where you're going to come out in the power of the Spirit and we're going to come out with God I, 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 exalting those who are His chosen people in this hour to be the light and life in the world right now in the midst of darkness. The best opportunity for light to shine is in the middle of darkness. And when He comes up out of that, I want to tell you, He becomes the ruler of Egypt. I can't help but to think about Daniel. He was put inside the lion's den. He refused to bow at the king's command. He wasn't going to worship the golden image of the beast. He refused to bow the knee to the leaders and the rulers that were trying to cause him to succumb to the pressures of the political powers of the day. The king had made a decree, if you don't bow, whoever don't bow will be thrown down into the lion's den. I'm telling you, I believe there's a people in this hour who are not bowing. They're not bowing the knee to Baal. Daniel was cast into the lion's den, and the lions literally could not eat him. But when Daniel came up out of his quarantine, when he came up out of that lockdown, when he came up out of that season of being confined, God exalted him to a position of power in the kingdom of Babylon. And he was exalted, and the king made a declaration that there be nothing said against the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he made a decree that their God was truly God. I believe we're going to come out of this thing knowing that God is truly God, and that He is going to manifest His power in the midst of this thing. I believe there's a people emerging in this hour. I believe we are coming out of, uh, if you will, you know, when Jesus came up out of the confinement of His time in the wilderness. He was 40 days and 40 nights literally in the wilderness. But when He came out of the wilderness, He emerged out of His lockdown, if you will, in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know about you, but that brings encouragement to my heart. That really gives me hope for the future. Because we can look back historically. There's been all kinds of events that have happened from the Black Plague back 
hundred years or so ago from tuberculosis that was right before my generation from smallpox, from SARS, from the swine flu to the Zika virus and, and, and on and on and on. And in, in those seasons, you had the prophets again that were old covenant prophesying the sky is falling and the end is here and this is it and this is the big one, Myrtle. But once again, they missed it. They were wrong again. Maybe we ought to consider there's another way to look at some of these scriptures. I'm not trying to be facetious here. I'm just weary with stuff people say that don't pan out and then we run back to that same old stuff the next time uh, some, kind of, uh, some kind of a catastrophe hits us instead of looking to God and declaring what heaven is saying. I, I, I can't help but remember, uh, you know, Isaiah in chapter 5, he was prophesying, whoa, 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 whoa. He was woeing everything that was going moving, man. But in chapter 6, he opens up and says, but in the year the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And a seraphim flew by, and they cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And Isaiah said, Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I'm undone. And he went and he flew, and he took a coal from off the altar, and he touched the lips of Isaiah. And God said, Who will go for us? And who will we send? And Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. See, he was prophesying, Woe, 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 because his focus was in the realm of the earth. But when he saw what was happening in the heavens, listen, I already addressed the scripture in the book of Chronicles that talks about uh, my people that are called by my name will humble himself, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He said, then will I hear from heaven. And I showed you how that text was out of context and it was used to talk about something that was happening under the curse. But if there is any good part of that, it would be God said, then will I hear from heaven. People don't need to hear from earth, they need to hear from heaven. And when Isaiah was caught up in chapter 6 of Isaiah, he was not saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The the whole earth is filled with His glory. And when He began to speak and prophesy from the realm of the heavens, the temple and the post of the pillar moved, and, and, and glory began to come forth out of the temple of God, and the post of the pillars were moved, and God began to move. And the prophet said, woe is me, my lips are undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. His lips were unclean because he wasn't speaking heaven's message. He was crying, woe, woe, woe. But he said, if you take a coal from off that altar, and that what lit that altar was the blood sacrifice, the sin offering, it lit that coal from it, lit that, that, that incense offering. He said, if you give me a message that flows from the finished work of Jesus Christ, and you touch my lips. Here am I, send me, and I won't declare whoa, whoa, whoa. I will declare holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is filled with this glory. And when they started to cry holy, everything starts to respond to that. Are you speaking from heaven or are you speaking from earth? Are you hearing from heaven or are you hearing from earth? I'm out of time. I trust that this has blessed you. Join us again next week at the same time. Listen, during this time of pandemic, of course, we're not traveling, and that's a great hit to us financially. But if you'd like to see us stay on the air, even during this difficult time, we truly need your help, and we need you to respond. Uh, you can g give an offering via the web by simply going to the website, and there's a link there for a credit card you give via PayPal there. You 
can also call the number on the screen, or you can text to give by the number on the screen, or you can write a check or money order to Lynn House Ministries and send it to the address on the screen. We need your help. We appreciate it. God bless you. I'm very excited to announce the release of my newest book. It is titled, From Law to Grace, A Kingdom Paradigm Shift. In this book, we talk about how the gospel is not about a law you have to keep. It is about receiving a life that will keep you. It is not about living this life out of fear. It is about living a life of faith. It is not about rules. It's about a relationship with a loving Father. It is about moving from the old covenant government of condemnation to the new covenant government of affirmation. It is about living life as a citizen of the kingdom right now.